Soldier Field, 24-17. Bears trying to get their 10th win. Here's the boot up in the air. Going up for it. Allen Robinson, he's got it! I want to see the Bears give him an opportunity to prove that he can do this. He's got the ball at the 43-yard line. When all the signs in the world were there. I think that'll be a fade to black moment with Allen Robinson taking it out of the air. That's what you're really hoping for that they really contribute to the team each year, and that you build a great base and foundation. And these loyal fans have been rewarded for their loyalty. It was, it was, it was awesome. It's, we picked up right where we left off. It was fantastic. And they have a Bears team to be proud of right now. Takes the snap, takes a knee, they head to the field. The Bears have won it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of 34 to Glory. I'm your host, Tyler Flesh, joined by my father and co-host, Brian Flesh. Hey there! So, uh, normally we talk about the game right off the rip. I want to switch gears for a second. It is trade deadline. Again, we have done nothing in the deadline. As Just, just as Ryan Pace said, he would be very aggressive, and of course... And again, we know happened. he's a giant fucking liar, so... That's that. I mean, he's lied ever since he got here. So that brings me up to Ryan Pace. Sean McVay is getting criticized for genius or idiot. And I don't understand. He trades for Von Miller. Von Miller right now statistically is a top six pass rusher. It helps out Leonard Floyd and it really helps out Aaron Donald. It makes sense. I don't understand what people are doing with this draft capital. Because if you hold on to your picks and then your picks are bust, everyone's okay with it, right? What McVeigh is doing, in my opinion, is smart. Is smart. <laughs> That's one. I mean, we're already we're picking up right where we left off. They can hear it. You When that happens, like, I know you can't hear it, but when you hit your mic, it goes poof. All right. So... so my point is, McVeigh is being ridiculed. Like, why is it, though, when we have... See, I... Dude, oh, my gosh. Just to fill people in, this is our second restart. Your phone went off. I, I, I keep losing my train of thought. This is the second time on this. I'm so distracted by whatever you're doing over here. It's driving me nuts. Okay. So, back to what I was saying. It's just... This is not good. I don't. I honestly want to restart, but we're going to power through. What I'm trying to say is, why do people overvalue draft picks, right? So when they don't become a good player, it's like, oh, okay, but at least we had draft value. I think what McVeigh is doing is smart. The only reason he's getting criticized is because he's in the limelight. Ryan Pace is doing. Something, wait, you want to talk about idiot? This is what I want to tell the people that are writing this article for their clicks. I wish people in the media would be smarter, Dad. Let's link some things together. Like, if you write the article, idiot or genius, why don't you, like, I love how journalists say they don't, they're not opinion-based, right? They, they just give you the facts. That's not, this is a sports world, okay? If it's real news... Go ahead. All for that. It doesn't make sense what they're doing. Because no one talks about, well, look what Ryan Pace is doing. 
A, he can't draft, and B, he's giving away all his draft picks. But, but he just he just slithers under that rock that he's in, and no one criticizes him. And I wanted to start there because I don't understand this. I think what Sean McVay's doing is smart. It's a go-for-now attitude. So, in the long scheme of things, my question to you is... Are you with me? Do you believe that like draft picks oh. are overvalued? Oh, they're definitely overvalued. Because here's the thing: a lot of times with draft picks, you're well. Every time with draft picks, you're basing it on a college history. We know college ball does not always translate to the pros. A, a ton of times. A ton of a times. Ton right. Of time. Over and over again. How many and, undrafted Hall of Famers do we get? Yeah. No kidding. So I the mean, greatest that, quarterback of all time was taken in the sixth round. Right, exactly. So here's the deal: what McVeigh's doing is very, very smart. The reason is it could be the difference between um, winning a Super Bowl and not winning a Super Bowl. When you put that kind of pass rush against other top level teams, that that's tough. It's tough to handle, and I think I think it's a really smart move. And of course. We're not going to the Super Bowl this year, that's for sure. So, um, you know, Pace is checked out a long time ago as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, but that's what I'm talking about, though. Like, the the articles, though, right? The only reason he's getting criticized is because he has success Yeah, with the media. That's what I'm saying is the problem. Why don't we dig deep? Like, what are people doing in Chicago? Like, when this article comes out, this is what I would write about. I would say, oh, we want to call Sean McVay an idiot? Let's take a deeper look into what Ryan Pace is doing. Yeah, let's look at Ryan Pace's picks. Like, Ryan, you know how Sean McVay, the title was idiot or genius? Mm-hmm. Brian Pace is his idiot or jackass. Yeah, I vote jackass. I vote idiot. See, we're split <laughs> down the middle. There we go. 50-50 once it's, again. It's unbelievable because what he is doing is consistently wasting picks. At least, like, you're looking at, they just got a seven-time Pro Bowler, and people are questioning the decision because they no longer have draft picks. Guess what, folks? They went out and they drafted number one overall by a name of Jared Goff. Jared Goff is in Detroit. Who's 0-8, okay? Stinking it up big time. He took that guy to a Super Bowl. Yeah. Why do we question? I just, I had to bring this up because it drives me nuts. Because why isn't the heat, why is it going to the good coaches? You tell me right now if someone's like, you know what? McVay's an idiot. He's fired. I hope to God we would be on the phone with him immediately. Oh, my goodness, yes. I mean, he's, he's, I, I, I think this is. Not a, a far stretch. He is one of the top coaches in the NFL right now, is he not? I mean, I, I mean, I don't see too many guys much better than him. Quite honestly, he's easily top five. Yeah, he's, he, I mean, easy. I put Shanahan up there too. I mean, look what they're doing with the teams they're struggling with. Now it'll be interesting because now they both got their guy. Yeah. So I mean, Shanahan, you're going to have to take a little more time with, but. You know, we'll see. I just wanted to get that out there on the front end because, one, I didn't want to forget it, and two, it just it doesn't make any sense. Like, if you, if I don't know if you're somehow a Rams fan and you listen to this, just be thankful for what you have because yeah. things in the Windy City are twenty times worse. Yeah, and and you know the the one thing is we kind of wrap this piece up in terms of just you know the the draft deadline and so forth. I really thought something was going to happen with Deshaun. 
Um, but it looks like the time has come and gone. And you know why, yeah. right? I say, fill me in. He um, so he said he decided to settle all his lawsuits. Ah, so Houston thinks okay. Now that he's settled, he'll be able to play because they don't think criminal action is going to take place on him anymore now, and that he'll be able to play again. Maybe not this year. Maybe he's done for this year. But what they're saying is that hopefully he'll be able to go again. Long term. Yeah, and basically, the, I mean, what well, I don't know what the Texans are doing. I don't know why you wouldn't get trade capital for him now. Uh, you should have done it when he was disgruntled. Granted, you didn't know these lawsuits were coming. I understand that. Hindsight 2020. Well, they well, they were asking for the moon and the stars for him also. I mean, some really ridiculous that's a, And stuff. that's what that's what I'm talking about, though. Like, you, you should have got rid of him. Because what are you doing now? Now that he's suspended, right? You know, and this does tie back to the Bears because we did dodge a bullet on this one. Holy shit. Because, I mean... Do you really think that the city and that guy's wealth and what that guy was into would have stopped? No, it would have just happened in Chicago. Right. Right. You take yourself with you, and it would have occurred. Yeah. So let's get into the game now. Um, I had an. Let's just start. Um, Rubbing your forehead, did it give you that big of a headache? Yeah, let's start with the bad. And this is unusual for us. The defense, man. Defense was atrocious. Uh, Eddie Jackson, was it first or second play of the game, goes out with a hamstring? Right, right. And just things went downhill. I, I looked it up, Ty, and basically after that first score, we didn't stop them. They had seven consecutive drives in which we did not stop them until the final one minute and 12 seconds. So They didn't punt the whole game. No, no. It, it was just... defensively, we just weren't there. We really weren't. And we usually are. What's his first name? Dabble? Dabo? Um, Debo? Are you talking about? Yeah. Is that... Why am I? Samuel. Yeah. Debo. Debo. Yeah. Dabble. I'm thinking of Brian Dabble. He... uh, This is what happens. All right? This is what happens when you get mixed mismatches. And we, we don't have a secondary. Okay, other than Jalen Johnson and Eddie Jackson who went down, I don't care about the other players. It, that, what, who, what is it, Valdor? Valdor. Who I mean, heck? no, but like who was it? Valdor was on him, wasn't he? When yeah, he, yeah. I mean, I mean, you can't have third and 21 and then you come out and you let a 93-yard pass go by. Yeah, yeah. That It was just, again, you know, it, it, this is something I said at the beginning of the year. I was worried about our corners and our safeties. Um, we didn't have a lot of depth to begin with. We even have less depth now, and and you can see it when when they when they get hurt. Um, people can throw on us anyway up to this point, but as soon as Jackson got hurt, you could tell a big difference in the ball game. But yeah, they. I mean, they attacked us. Yes, they, they went right, towards- which they should have. That's I mean, what I, I would have done. I, I think Eddie Jackson would have made a little bit of a difference. Maybe that play doesn't happen. Maybe it does. I don't know. I I just know that the D and and we'll talk about this. You know, look, I I'm not going to get all over the defense like I do the offense, just because, dude. They're, they're there week in and week yeah. out, and they just had one bad they're, game. And they're battling, and and they're battling a lot of injuries. Um, I don't think it's the, the injuries, I, and, and we'll talk about that later. Don't think injuries have anything to do with it. I know that's a weird statement to say. Let's just get into it now. I've, the locker room's gone. 
You what what you saw is a team that's like fuck this. This is this that's what I got. The vibe I got was dude, it's the same shit every single week. What are we doing? Like it's the same thing. I'm not saying they didn't want to play, but I feel like it, there's something going on. The players don't seem to really care. Like none of them When's the last time you saw a shot of someone on the sideline getting everyone rallied up? Yeah, I know. There, there's, they're, it, they're just going through the motions. They, that's what it feels like to me. I, you you said it really well earlier this season, and, and I think your words were like, are we just happy to be out there? And sometimes we look like we're just okay to be out there. We, I don't even think we're happy to be out there. I think they're like, let's go get our check. They're literally treating it like a 95 job and not something that they like. And, and I'm telling you, we... They ran all over us. They threw all over us. I mean, we were not stopping them in any part of the game. And again, to your point, I'm not getting on the defense. I agree with you. There is something really, really wrong because we're not playing in unison either. I mean, there's just... No, but it starts from, again, we've talked about this time and time again. And you know from firsthand, and anyone knows from firsthand... When you're in an organization that bleeds from the top down, and what I mean by that is when it bleeds shit, right, and they don't care, and they continue not to care, and they don't care, it's going to affect you. Remember Lane Johnson? Remember what he said when he won the Super Bowl? I don't remember what he said. I'd rather win it playing the game fun than win it the way they do, which is a stick up my ass. And he was talking about the Patriots. That matters to certain players. But but the thing with Belichick is he might be a stick in the ass, but you're winning. And winning helps a lot. We don't have that. We have a coach who continually will throw you under the bus. Like, Mr. Remember, last year, I tell him all the time, mask up. Just put your mask up and no one's going to get it. Just listen and follow direction. And then you get it, dude. Yeah. And then you test positive for COVID. Yeah. But, like, dude, quit. Just shut up. And quit with your positivity bullshit, man. When you sit there and say, hey, we had a really good practice. You know what that means? Oh, God, we're in trouble. Yeah. That's how I take that, too. Well, you know, here's the deal. Nagy, if you were watching over this weekend, take note of what Tabor said of Justin Fields. He basically said... Hey, number one went out there and did a great job, looked very, very good, made some key passes, made some key runs, and he praised him. Nagy, how about that? He's not even the head coach, and he's praising your top draft pick, boosting him up, giving him kudos. Maybe you might want to look at doing a little bit of that yourself rather than throwing him under the bus. I don't think that matters. That ship sailed. Bye. That ship's in the distance. That's gone. That was gone when fucking Trubisky was here, Dad. That's gone. Bye. I mean, seriously. What good does that do, dude? It's lost. We've talked about this. How many times have we talked about this? We talked about this last year that the locker room was lost. And it was lost going into this year. Club dub used to be a cool thing. The players got up for it. Now, it's a joke. No one wants to do club dub. Other people around the league are doing club dub, but they're not calling it club dub. But that, that that's the point is what I'm trying to get at. 
I'd like to address this before we get into the positives. The bullshit of people saying... Oh, by the way, before I get into this, hats off to Soldier Field for chanting Nagy to to fire Nagy. Nagy fire chants were started at Soldier Field. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) They were saying fire Nagy, fire Nagy. All right. Fire Nagy. Fire Nagy. That's what they were doing. I I love the sound of that. So, on top of that, not only... and, And that wasn't really coming through on the broadcast... But, the, you know, everyone has a cell phone these days. So what I want to get back to is when people go, oh, look how much b- better the Bears played because Nagy wasn't there. I just want to shake my head and go, guys, listen, that's not better. He averages 19.2 points a game. Matt Nagy does. We scored 20 fucking two. Okay, just because he's not there. Doesn't mean he had anything to do with it. The play calling sucked. Curtis from California, who calls in when he can, DM me and said, Hey, have you ever noticed we run the ball like 100% of the time on first down? <laughs> yeah. Everyone from their couch is calling the plays. Nagy's. So the people that are sitting there going, Man, look how much better they were without him. No, we were not. The play was prettier. The outcome was the same. There is a difference. But guess what? The same result matters. Yeah. And and the same result is the big L, which which so, I'm afraid we're heading toward more of those. Let's get into the positives. And yeah. the only real positive, everyone on offense looked okay, all except the offensive line did not look okay again, in my opinion. They, they're having real difficulty... Controlling any kind of pass rush. Got to be better than that. Got to be better than that. Um, the bright side, wide receivers look look good. Uh, Cole Komet kind of showed up. I Not really. The, the best part was a loss like this doesn't hurt that bad when your quarterback plays the way he did. Oh, he played fantastic. His Just- interception... Mooney honestly just mistimed the jump. Yeah. Was the ball high? Yes. Yes. But it was high. But it was definitely catchable. You hit it right on the button. If you go back and you look at that, if he would have just waited a little bit longer, then jumped, boom. Perfect right. perfect ball, perfect pass. So and, and then his touchdown pass to Jesse Owens. Oh, that, that was, was gorgeous. Of, that was a thing of beauty. And and we gotta mention his touchdown run. I yeah, mean, that fourth was and two. Fourth and two. That was a thing of absolute beauty. I mean, it was a, the the craziest twenty two yard run I've ever seen yeah, it was, from a Bears quarterback. It was wonderful. It w- it was good to see Khalil Mack. <sighs> Khalil Mack. What am I saying? Uh, Herbert. Look, look good. Look very good. He he just continues to be another bright spot, another shining bright spot. Oh, honestly, yeah. I love the way that kid runs, man. I, I couldn't believe that they were putting Williams in as the starter ahead of him. Did you notice that? I yeah. mean, I'm wondering in my head, what are you folks seeing? How can you watch Williams but, uh, run? But again, but again, this leads back to my point. This is Nagy. Yeah. Nagy calls who starts. Oh, I know. But but here's the deal. You and I can at least trust our eyes, right? You watch Williams run and you watch Herbert run and you go, whoa. 
Nagy can't trust his hand to wipe his ass. Ooh. He can't. Okay, this guy is, he doesn't know what he's doing. He do, he. I, I hope he never coaches. I, I take that back. I hope he coaches the Packers like I predicted when I thought he was a good coach. Uh, oh, it pains me to say that, but I'll bring it up. I know when I was wrong, and I was wrong. So, with Justin Fields, though, you're seeing the progression. Yes, you are. Dude, I some people, man, the people that don't follow the podcast, that don't follow the Bears, they came up and they're like, man, he had a bad game again. I don't think you guys drafted right. People were telling me that at work. I'm that like, it's ridiculous. Did like, they not you guys watch, even the, watch game? the game? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. That's just that's just people who I, I call them Sunday kind of football fans. They one, kind one kind of, of them, watch things one, and kind of don't. One 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 of them was a Browns fan, and I said, "How about your quarterback, Dan? We didn't take ours number one overall, and you still don't know what the hell you have." That is very true. So I think the brightest part, though, of the game again was Fields' progression. Oh, absolutely, and, was uh, Herbert's. Per- he continues to shine. Yeah. The reason I want to talk about him real quick, Herbert. Herbert. When you watch David Montgomery run, he does this thing where he jukes in place to get rid of a defender. Yeah. Herbert like jukes as he runs. Yeah. He's always moving forward. Yes. And he's always getting positive yards, and he's also very crafty, and he's got good vision. I really like this Herbert kid. You and I have talked about it. We both think that he could be the number one running back ahead of Montgomery. I already think he is. Yeah. Now, now, whether that translates to you and I often, what we think and what the Bears organization does is entirely different. It's not the Bears organization. It's Matt Nagy. Yeah. Oh, okay. conti- I mean, let, let's let, let, let's call a spade a spade. You know, like I'm I'm done. You know, grouping everything in the organization. I am full on force on putting blame on motherfuckers. And fu- dude, I am so mad at this guy, and I'm so mad at the people who are so called Bears fans in quotation marks, saying, "Oh, look how much better we do when Nagy's not around." Guys, twenty two points is not an offensive powerhouse. Like, <laughs> what the hell, man? Yeah. Yeah, I, I I still think we're like number thirty in the out of thirty two teams. So on offensive uh, productivity, I just you can't take a coach away from a team like when John Gruden got fired from the Raiders. He still had his fingerprints all over that offense. It doesn't matter. Like Nagy's only out one game, and it's not like he's fired. Right. If you're fired, yeah, maybe it is a little different. Mm-hmm. But when you're still the active head coach, all the plays are the same. It's the same stupid, boring system. Everything is the same, you know. And it, I want to, I want to get this out there too. I think we have a quarterback. Don't know if we have a franchise quarterback, but we have a quarterback. He's going to be in the league a long time. When you look at him. There's not one doubt in my mind where I'm like, man, he can't make the throws. With Trubisky, we would see it all the time. Oh, he missed him wide open. Oh, he's wide open again. Uh, I mean, Trubisky had so many wide open guys, and he couldn't get the throw. And that's when Trubisky had a better offensive line. I... I saw a couple errant throws by him, quite honestly. But look where we're at. But, but this is what I want to say before. Yeah. I don't want to interrupt, but I am. And I'm, I apologize. But look where we're at. 
What is this Fields? What, what, what start is this for Fields? Yeah, it's what? The sixth start? Right. And where were we at with Trubisky in the end of all of it? Up to last year, yeah. we were going, I ah, still can't make that throw. Yeah. We, you can't sit here and do that. That's why I think we have something with Fields. His accuracy on the run is ridiculous. I tell you, the thing that people really aren't talking, I agree with you about his accuracy on the run is, is fantastic. I, I think the one thing of growth that people aren't paying attention to, and they should, and that is I was really worried about this young man's ability when he ran to get down and not get hit. And he is making very smart moves, going down, not getting hit. There's a lot of young mobile quarterbacks that their quarterback and career ends way too soon because they don't know how to get down in the NFL. That brings me to my point. I was going to talk about this. I don't like design runs with him. And I, I don't. And because design runs mean design hits. Yeah. They just do. Yeah. I don't want to do design runs. Why can't we do more of the Russell Wilson approach? Like, have him just naturally roll out. Again, I've said this before. I am not a fan of a bootleg. When you bootleg it, everything's going to one side of the field. You're literally taking half the field away. Have him just naturally get out of the pocket. And if he wants to take off, that's the thing. When the situation calls for it. Exactly. I don't like the, hey, this is what we're going to do. We're going to do a shotgun. We're going to have, it's going to be four wide quarterback draw. No. Right. No. That's, he's going to get hit. Have not we learned from Cam Newton? I, I would hope so. Cam took an absolute beating. Look at Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz yeah. liked to do that early in his career. He did, too. Look where it got Carson Wentz. Look at Josh Allen. Josh Allen kind of pulled back from it, but now he's kind of getting back in. Also, big difference between Cam, the guys we just said, and yeah. Justin Fields. I was going to say, Josh Allen and Cam Newton are big-body guys. Justin Fields is not a big-body guy. Not at all. Not at all. Yeah. So... That that was my that's my thing, and I'm I'm with you. I like the way he slides, but and you know what? Remember we talked about during the Browns game week two. I said, man, he can't lollygag. The other thing that's not wasn't mentioned, and I want to mention it here, was I think his decision making is getting quicker in terms of making decisions. If you watch the progression through the year, <laughs> that might be forced because of the offensive line well, issue. It, it, it might be, it might be, but but here's the deal. Good quarterbacks and great quarterbacks are very quick decision makers. First read, second read, third read, run. You know, our first read doesn't work past a second. I mean, they're very, very decisive and quick. I see him getting much more decisive about either throwing the ball or running the ball or rolling out with the ball. I think that's a very, very good sign. Yeah, and back to what what I was going to say about like the design, oh, I forget now. I f- you, totally forget. Well, what you said was that you don't like design runs because he's designed. But no, I was saying some before there. And okay. Then, no, I mean I'm not criticizing you. You just jumped in, and I totally. I, I have no idea. I can't go back and listen. I don't know what I was going to say. All right, you'll you'll get it as we as I we don't move think forward. We are. <laughs> I don't think you, so. You, I I have faith in you, buddy. You can get it. You'll go back to it. What the hell was yeah, I going to say? You, you will literally pull it out of the morass. That's what I was going to say. Thank you. Hey, your faith worked. 
week two, remember, I would say he'd lollygag out of the pocket. And I was like, dude, he's got to pick it up more because, like, you don't have that time like you do in college. You saw it today or Sunday. You saw him go, boom, run time. Yeah. And you saw him when he still wanted to pass. He said, I still got to run faster. That's what I liked. I do too, and he's not getting caught. But look at the progression he's making in such small increments. Like, like usually it takes a whole. Like, look at Josh Allen, man. This is why I have faith. I know Josh Allen is the most rare of rare cases. I really do. I understand that, but it still gives me hope. Damn it! If that guy turned into everyone at home, and I was one of them, I said, I don't think this guy's a quarterback. Yeah. Now I'm like, I think this guy could be an MVP. Yeah. Oh, most definitely. I mean, he, it the way he's doing things, I'm like, gives me hope with Justin Fields. And again, you're not you're seeing accurate passes thrown downfield. Trubisky had one game where he threw accurate passes downfield. It was against Tampa when he threw like seven TDs. Yeah, I I just can't figure out why. Allen Robinson just doesn't seem to be involved in our is, – is that is that Nagy, why, why Allen Robinson is just not really involved? Do you know Robinson has not had in seven games – six games, I'm sorry. He's not had one game over 62 yards? That's, that's unheard of in his career. So I, I'm kind of curious. What's your take on Allen Robinson's lack of – productivity and i'm not putting it on robinson i'm just wondering we know robinson's good i'm just wondering why can't he get the ball what's what's going on is his is his ankle that hurt that he just can't get open i i just i don't get it do you i really don't i i just think there's no chemistry there and i don't think it fits i don't want to say that Robinson's head's not in it, but there was a lot of rumors today that he was going to get traded. I don't know, honestly. I I don't. I, maybe his I, head's not in it. I just I just can't. I mean, literally, literally, we he throws. If you look, he throws to Mooney. He throws sometimes to Robinson. Throws to the tight ends, but our other wide receivers, um, the wide receiver we got from San Francisco, he's hardly been involved at all. The other. Uh, four or five wide receivers. I'm talking about fourth slot, fifth slot wide receivers. They're in the game, but you hardly ever hear their names. So it's it's just, I, I don't get it. I don't know if we're not, I, I just think something's off there in terms of the, the connections. But anyway, we probably beat that to a pulp at this point in time. We know that we know the offense had a better day than the defense. The defense had a horrendous day, um, and that's the, really the story. I mean, it, it's another L. We've got a three-game skid. Which, um, by the way, every L we have called on this podcast, we have. and I, and I believe I said that the Bears would lose by fourteen points. Lost by eleven. I thought it was thirteen. No, it was 11, 11 okay. 22 to 33, right? Well, that, well that, that will tell you how well I add up. So Yeah, 33 um, to 22, that's okay. 11. Okay, all right. So anyway, bottom line is um, it was just a really rough day for us Bear fans. And 
some bright spots. I was going to say, there. It, it, it is and it isn't, if that makes sense. So I, I think I know where you're going, because we need the L to, to move Nagy out of there and Pace out of there. I'm happy the with... L is, the I'm, L is needed. I am happy. Like, if we keep losing, I am, I'm completely content if Justin Fields can play good. And I know that that's a lot to ask, and I know that's really weird, because usually when your quarterback plays good, you win. Unfortunately, I, I, I don't know... I don't know how that coincides, but, you know, he's shown me enough to, like, just let's get him a season with someone that knows what the fuck they're doing. Yeah, that would be nice. See what that uh, looks like. I mean, I, I this is where I disagree with you. When we talked last week about him getting fired in the middle of the season, where where do you see the win coming from? I don't see the wins coming I know that's, but the, that's, I, just, I just I feel like you you really think they're gonna just keep even out of playoff contention. They're just gonna be like, okay, that's it, folks. We're I, just gonna keep sticking with them. Yeah, Ty, because I I don't have faith in 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 Nagy. I, I don't have faith in the upper management of the organization. I also don't have faith in Nagy, by the way. But I, I just don't think they're an action oriented franchise that's willing to take a good look in the mirror and change things when they need to change them. I want them. I want the scenario that you talk about to happen, that he gets fired as soon as possible. And it gives us time to go out looking for another coach. Um, as we have an, you know, intermediate coach hired, but I just don't see that history there of the bears doing that. And I don't see them having, the gonads to do it now. I do. I really do. I don't think there's any wine delay the inevitable. Like you have to start now. Hiring starts now. I I, I don't. I think you're wrong because I hope I'm wrong. I want to be you, wrong. But if you look back at the history, they have not had this long of a leash. That's why I don't understand where. I, I, I they, feel like they generally I, fire I, after I, the on, year. Though. Hold on, hold on. I feel like you're solely basing this off of just this regime. Well, I might be. Uh, that's 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 a fair criticism, but I also believe that they haven't fired a lot of coaches right in the middle of the year either. I've also believed they haven't given coaches this many second chances. That's what I believe because both are true. Yeah, but what, what gives? Something's got to give. Well, that's what I'm saying. You're not going to hold on when you know he's out. Well, I mean, what else? Like, what else can he say? Oh, I need to rebuild. We're still in the rebuild. No, dude, you've had six years. We're going to give you seven. No, 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 no. Halfway through, they're gone. I guarantee it. Well, I mean, let's let's play the game like we always do. Let, right. Let's do this. We don't win next week. Monday, we have Monday night game against Pittsburgh. No way. Yep. It's at Pitt. Excuse me. It's at Pittsburgh. That's no way. Tough place to play, even if you're. No, good. and they're deep, but their defense is back. Yeah, I know. I know it's looking much, much better. I saw well, it. Well, Watts back. Yep. G- uh, uh, why can't I think of his name? Not JJ. What's his brother's name? TJ. Uh, TJ. TJ Watts. I knew there was a J in there. Yeah. TJ so, Watts back. Yeah. They're healthy. There's no way. They destroy us. And Ugh. and then after that, we go on a bye, right? Correct. Week, week 10. And then who do we have after that? The game we'll be at, the Ravens. All right. 
Well, I say all right, because I think we're going to take an L there, too, but I'm glad we're going to be at the game. Again, though, after the Ravens, look at the short turnaround. We play Sunday at 1 Eastern time. Then turn around and play the Detroit game on Thanksgiving, right? At noon. Yeah, that's... That's going to be a bit of a rough one. We'll see how many people... Which is, which, which is 11 their time. Mm-hmm. Remember, Chicago's on Central time. Yep. Yep. Then after that, we go Cardinals. Then we go Packers. Then Vikings. Then Seahawks. And by then, Russ will be back. Yeah. So I see maybe one win in that. And that could be the Detroit game. How many wins do you see? The same. And that's why I'm saying I don't think... I don't... I don't see in a world how that makes sense to keep going forward. I'm not saying it makes no, sense. No, I know. I know. I right. know. I'm not saying you. Okay? I'm saying I don't see in a world of any kind of logic, even if you're a complete jackass, I don't understand how you don't put two and two together. You have to move on. If you're losing games, lose it with an intern or an interim head coach. Not an intern. Hell, you know what? Throw a fucking intern in there. <laughs> might, I don't give a shit. Might, Go might, tell a guy might do better. Might Get do him better, in here. He might do better than Nagy. I like that. Put an intern in there. Let's go intern. <laughs> Joe, go get me a cup of coffee, and when you come back... You'll be our head coach. <laughs> Double espresso. Yeah, you can do the laundry and you can run the place. It doesn't make any... I mean, seriously, why not? Like, I get... I know what you're saying. Like, you think I'm saying it doesn't make sense, like, talking about you. I'm not. I'm saying, like, you can't just sit here and go, yeah. Like, what? What? I Honestly, I would love to interview Virginia McCaskey on this podcast, and it would suck. We'd probably get a lot of blowback. I'd be like, hey, I'm just going to ask some really hard questions. Like, what's your game plan for this organization just to be losers and then you die? <laughs> Like seriously, yeah, that, that doesn't that doesn't uh, play real well, does it? But oh yeah. come on, I'm not the only one thinking about it. She's sitting up in there in the box. I mean, she's she survived COVID to die through this. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it just seems like if I'm uh, the o- if I'm the owner, I do not want my last days. I want to give back to the fans. Like I don't understand. Yeah, it, I I just think it's a it's a. It's to me, the Chicago Bears remind me of the English monarchy. It's it's old. It's outdated. I know it has a lot of great tradition. Hold on, though. Is it the Bears? Because I was thinking about this at work today. It's not the Bears. It's the whole fucking NFC North. We're all a bunch of fucking losers. The Packers. No, who owns the Packers? The fans? They have that whole group ownership thing. They have people running it, but they're old and stingy. I mean, my God, you have two Hall of Fame quarterbacks and two Super Bowls between both? <laughs> yeah. Then you go to Detroit, and and they think Super Bowls are won by going 0-16. Now they're trying to be the first team to go 0-17. Okay? And then you go over to Minnesota, and you're like, hey, new stadium, who this? Uh, Nobody. All you guys can do is blow a horn and do a chant by a skull chant, okay? So, yeah, if you look around, 
It's the loser ownership. So we're we're putting the the dis back in dysfunctional for the NFC North. I seriously. <laughs> well, that, our, that's, our worst that, move was getting rid of the uh, Buccaneers, Tampa Bay. They 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 were the only winningest part of the old NFC North back in the nineties. That that's all we had. Yeah, yeah. And that, and by the way, if you remember those those nineties gang. Everybody beat up on Tampa Bay. I mean, everybody. When you saw Tampa Bay on the schedule, you you went, oh, this will be 40 to nothing. And it usually was. I just don't understand how we're so content on losing. I, I, I've had it. You've had it. We've, we've both had it up to here with the, just the attitude. The, 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 it'll get better next week. Rah, rah, sis, boom, bah. You know, it doesn't get better next week. And and there's not going to be a morale-boosting discussion, um, locker room talk that's going to change any of that. No. Uh, it's, hmm. I don't know, man. I, I, I hope you're wrong. I hope I'm right. I think we all hope I'm right, and they yep. fire him midway through. But, I mean... You got to start the search. Yeah, you do. It, it makes perfect sense to be, you know, be looking at who you want and, and who's out there. Um, and and just don't. Here's what I don't want to do. Don't just go, well, there's the Bilicek tree and there's the Andy Reid tree. You know, I'm tired of saying that there's like three or four coaching trees that we got to take all of these coaches from. Go out there and get someone of who who you think is a winner, someone who actually has some passion about the football and about the game. Because you know what? That's what we're missing on the field. We're missing passion. We're missing missing fire. We're missing drive out there. And 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 we're going through the motions is what it looks like to me. Yeah, we really are. We really, really are. I, I just, what well, I, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. I, I don't. I'm, I'm like, I'm running out of words. I'm running out of. I feel like we're on repeat, and it sucks. So, like, what else can we talk about? So that we're not on fucking repeat. Yeah, I, I think partly the reason we're on repeat is, is that they're with, on with, repeat. Yeah, yeah. I mean. This when the same thing keeps happening over and over, it's hard for us to to be able to to say, oh well. By the way, what you saw with your eyes isn't really happening, and we're going to take a different twist on this story. You know that would just be BS. We all know what's going on. I I don't know. Do you have a topic at this point? I you know, yeah. The topic is fire Nagy. Just just fire Nagy and. And and I let's, do let's be done with it. I I do think though. Let's talk about replacements. Um, we've talked about this before, but look at the job Kellen Moore's done, man. I think that's a head coach, man. I think you're gonna have to give him time, though. Think that you know he comes in, he becomes a head coach. He's 32, 33. Yeah. Yeah, I think he comes in, he becomes a head coach, but you got to give him fucking time. Yeah. Okay? You got to give him fucking time. Because if you do not, we are going to get screwed. That's what I'm afraid of, too. 
I feel I, we've talked about getting younger before. I don't want our our management to be in the headspace of where it's okay. He's young; it didn't work. He's out after a year. I don't want that. I don't. I don't think he deserves that. I think you stick with him. It's going to be different, right? He knows how to run an offense. He he's doing a hell of it, dude. He's doing an amazing job in Dallas. Someone's going to pick him up, right? I whether it's us, I don't know. What what I'm trying to say is, just give him some time. Let him learn how to be a head coach, and we'll go from there. But we're in agreement. There's going to be a long line for him, right? That's, uh, th- that's again, the issue. Again, though, that's not an issue. If you fire him now, yeah, yeah. it's not an issue. Get a GM, get a head coach, not an issue. That's what I've been trying to say. Not an issue. Sit on your ass, wait till the Super Bowl's over, get, wake up, be all hungover, be like, ah, another one we didn't win, and then try to do something? Yeah, you're going to get fucked. Like, that's just the bottom line. It makes no sense. So, so it, who, who do you want? Do you have any names? Um... Yeah, I, I do, but I, I all of a sudden went blank, and and I don't know if he would be a head, good head coach, but I think he could be a great offensive coordinator, and it's the guy with the Saints who's who's the quarterback for the Saints, um, the quarterback, um, running quarterbacks coach. Uh, I don't know the um, Saints quarterback. Yeah, coach. I'm trying to think of his name right now. He used to be used to be quarterback in the NFL. Um, why am I going blank on his name at this point in time? Um, uh, dang, gone it. I can, I can, I can see him. I know who he is, but I can't get a name out here. So he, he's done a, he's done a pretty good do- job with, uh, Jameis Winston. Joe Lambo. Um, our lamp lamp, that guy. I can't say that last name. Um, yeah, yeah. Lombard. Is that isn't that Lombard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, I don't know. No, no, hell no. One reason: 2016, he spent two seasons being the offensive coordinator of Detroit. No, ooh, ooh. didn't know that one. Byron Leftwich is another name that's been thrown around out there. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that one. Not, I'm not too bad with that. I, I think he might be a, a guy that should be given a chance. Okay, I get that. I'm not totally against it, but how much of it's him and how much of it's Tom Brady? That's the problem. Yeah. Are you I, falling I in for yeah. that trap again? Because we fell for it with Andy Reid and Matt Nagy. Yeah, we did. We 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 did. You know we, you know what's we, funny. He goes. We thought the apple fell very close to the tree. No no no. Have... I did not. I did not at first. Right. And if you recall, I I was wrong about Nagy overall. But if you recall, I said, "Whoa, what does that matter?" Because they said uh, Andy Reid goes, "Yeah, I let him call the plays. He's been calling the last half, last couple games of the season. Yeah, they're your plays though. Yeah." Like, no shit. It's yeah. easy. I could do that. You want yeah. me to call some plays, Andy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll call some plays. Yeah. If they're good plays to begin with, it's not really hard to um, pick you, them out. You give Andy Reid 
Matt Nagy's play book right now, he couldn't win. Yeah. I think that's I think that's very very true. So I don't know about Leftwich. Yeah, I don't like that fact. Yeah, I I'm just not. I mean, you know, that's one of the things we ought to be looking at at our next show is literally coming up with a list of people we would like to see become the head coach. I only have two, and I I've said them already. I'll say them again: Brian Dabble and Kellen Moore. That's okay. it. Okay, I, I, that's, I don't, short, I, that's your short list. Okay, because Dabble has turned Josh Allen into what he is now, right? Mm-hmm. That, that's his quarterback coach. Yeah. So he's going to get a shot somewhere. Kellen Moore, super young, but dude, look how plain Jane that offense was under Jason Garrett, and look at what they are now. Yeah, and pretty much the same players, too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, that's pretty much. Imp- See, that's what's impressive about it. It's not, it's not that you all went out and got a bunch of different talent, right? It's it's pretty much eighty five percent of the players are exactly the same on that. I mean, offense. the only the only one really different is uh, C D Lamb got drafted, right? Um, Micah Parsons got drafted. I mean that, but that's defense. I look that kid is gonna be good. I, the, the the I'm so glad we're getting past. I wish the NFL would. I hope it continues to stay like this. We don't need to hire seventy year old men. To do a job that a that like a like Kellen Moore was a player really good at Boise State didn't do so good at the pros but he knows football you see it all the time Dan Orlowski will always be remembered as the guy that ran out of the back of the end zone <laughs> yeah, yeah, that guy know. has forgot more about football than I know okay that's just the facts he might not be able to play that doesn't mean he can't coach yes like you know what what's that old saying. Those that can't do teach. Right. I mean, that's kind of what we're having here. Like, we don't need this old guy like, okay, let me make it very clear. If you are a Cowboys fan and you listen to this for Mm -hmm. some ungodly known reason, maybe you just like us. I don't know. Maybe there is no Cowboys fans. The reason you guys look good under Mike McCarthy is Kellen Moore. As, and Dan Quinn. Dan Now, Dan Quinn, he's a good, that's... Let's talk about this. Sometimes, I don't know, I haven't looked, but this should be our plan for next week, next Tuesday. Let's look into, is there any head coaches who are offensive-minded who are going to be let go this year? Who could maybe then be the offensive coordinator? The reason I say that is because, dude, Dan Quinn is a prime example. Great. Great defensive coordinator for Seattle, right? Right. Horrible head coach for Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. When those guys get out of their comfort zone and go back, like it's going to be like Vic Fangio. I love Vic. He's not a head coach. He's not. He's not. And, and I don't blame Vic for going out and trying, right? No, everybody, go get your money. Every, get your every, dream. Yeah, Take every, your shot. Everybody should get their shot. And I like, but you know what? Vic People are in, there are certain people that are geared to be in the right spot. And Vic is a defensive coach, one of the best defensive coaches. So I, I love your thought because where where I see you going is pick pick your guys for their strengths and put them where they belong. Like Rex Ryan. I would love to have him as a defensive coordinator. He won't come back. Yeah. 
He even said he wants to coach again, but he wants to be a head coach. It's like, dude, it's not your strength. Yeah. Yeah. It's not your strength at all, man. Like when he takes the only way that would work is I wouldn't mind Rex Ryan being a head coach as long as I know this sounds crazy, but he'd have to have a genius, brilliant offensive coordinator. And then that offensive coordinator would be gone. The reason I want an offensive court, because, you know, he's going to do so good. If he does so good, he's gone. That's why you got to have the head coach as the offensive coordinator. Yeah. Cause yeah you, because you can't get rid of him. Yeah, it's, it's, it's much harder to let that head coach go. Much harder. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, think about it. If Kyle Shanahan or Sean McVay get fired, there's going to be a line out the door for them. Yeah. Like, this whole, I mean, I think everything's just shifting, and, like, you got to find the good players. Like, dude, like Joe Judge, oh, my God. People need to stop getting these hard asses. Like, it's not working. Like, you know where he's like, he's like, oh, we're going to do this. And, like, Urban Meyer, oh, we're going to do the Oklahoma drill and get fined for it, but we got to be tough. And Erman Meyer doesn't even know what's going on. Did you hear his quote he said? No. What's a, I've heard so many, and they're all rather stupid, if you ask me. His quote was, "We're trying to, uh, our goal is to run the ball uh, for 250 yards and pass for 250 yards every game. Say what? <laughs> uh, come again? <laughs> I mean, it would be great if you could throw for like 250 yards a game and rush for 75. You can't do 250 and 250. That's insane. No one's ever done that in the history of the league. Right. Average that. Yeah. So, like, that's what I mean. Get the boneheads out. These innovative young people are taking over, and they've learned. Just because I have always said this, age is just a number. Even with players, players are taking better care of their bodies now. Players are ducking more. Remember... I, I was guilty of this. When Marvin Harrison played for the Colts, I would always get on him because, like, this is back when I played football. I was like, what is this wimp doing? Why is he ducking? He doesn't want contact. What does he want contact? I hate players like that. Well, yeah. Then you look at the players that did make a lot of contact. A, their career is just, you know, burn out very fast. Or you have people like Walter Payton, a lot of longevity, but man, he was messed up. Well, look at all the guys that are suffering from chronic concussion syndrome. I mean, there's a there's a ton of folks that are never going to be the same that played in the NFL um, that that their brain was just permanently injured by the number of concussions. Thank God, we at least have some some protocols now in place to protect them. So, yeah, I mean, that old, I think where you're going is that old school philosophy just doesn't really work in today's modern look, But football. look at people now. Look at Brady. Brady sees someone, he just drops. Yeah. He's not taking the hit. Yeah. I think that's how quarterbacks, I would be fine if Justin Fields started to do that. I'd be if okay he, with that too. Yeah. Don't take the hit. Yeah. Yeah, lay down. Lay down. And I really hope Justin Fields really emulates a more of a, um, um, oh my gosh, excuse me, Ru- Russell Wilson. I like the way Russ plays. Eyes downfield, trying to throw the ball deep, not taking big hits. 
he, we've talked we talked about this earlier. He's not built for that. Yeah, he's. he's I don't. Not. I don't want to do design runs with him. I, I don't either. I, I. I think that's a really poor choice. I want to play situational football with him. He is a situational player, and by that I mean let the situation dictate and give him the option to run run out, but don't design it. I would also like to see us not get him weapons at first. I know what that sounds like. That sounds kind of weird, right? It does. I want an offensive line. I want to protect oh, okay. the investment. I, yeah. Let's let's get the offensive toys a little later. And I may be pushing it here. And I may be sounding cocky. I think he's the kind of quarterback that will make the receiver and not vice versa. It's way too early to tell that. But the way he throws, with the accuracy and the precision that he throws, it'd be nice to see him have some time. Yeah. Oh, it would be. I mean, this year, he's been he's the most sacked quarterback right now in the NFL. So mm-hmm. what does that tell you? At tell, I mean, come on. It, there's only one thing it tells you. It, it tells you that our offensive line cannot keep people from getting to him. And he's a good scrambler. Look how fast he is. Yep. Look how... Um, how well he can dodge people and he's still getting sacked. That tells you how bad we are in the offensive line. So bad. The, the, the whole thing needs rebuilt. And, and that's not, that's going to take more than a year to rebuild an offensive line. Who do we keep anyway? Let's white let's, hair. Yeah. And then after that, no one else, right? Oh, no, no, I, really. I can't think, I can't. I can't think of anyone that the young offensive lineman that, can we talk about this? Is, is out with the back surgery that we drafted in the second round. Yeah, it's not you know? good to have a back surgery that young. No, it's not. Let's talk about, um, real quick to wrap up the show, a little difference. We were talking about linemen, and we were talking about who to keep and who not to. A name that flashed through my head was uh, Daniels, James Daniels, 68. It, it, I want to talk about how bad the officiating has been this year, just to wrap it up. That call for illegal man downfield, you're supposed to be five yards downfield. He was two at best. Yeah. Two on a pass play. Yeah, we both watched that play and uh, watched it a second time, and we're like, where did they get get the five yards at? Because clearly he wasn't even close to five. I'm also being very confused on what taunting is and what taunting isn't. Because when a DB stands over a defender after he breaks up the ball and does the motion where he's crossing his arms back and forth, side to side from his body, saying incomplete, the incomplete pass sign, that's taunting. But now I like Josh Allen, but Josh Allen gets up in a guy's face Starts yelling at him and then starts waving to the whole team. Bye bye, bye bye. How is and that? They, they how, go up to him and they say, "Hey, knock it off." Yeah, yeah. How is what Aaron Rodgers did in Chicago not taunting? That's I, right. I've owned you. I've owned you my whole fucking life. That's what he said. That's okay though. Yeah, but I I think Tyler, you're you're with the rest of us fans. I think there's a great majority of us that have no idea what taunting is because it's not consistently called. How about if you if you're the a NFL, superstar, the, is it called against you? No, because see, that's what I was just about to say. The NFL has rules for different players, different people at different times. It just is what it is. And if you're if you're a nobody, 
you're going to get called. Yeah, exactly. I mean, unfortunately, that's just the way it is. I, I don't know. I don't know what else to say here. I just wanted to bring that up. I get frustrated. I don't know. I, I don't understand the penalties anymore. Um, uh, real quick though, I do want the NX. I want the XFL thing. I want that to be. That's how the NFL needs. The NFL needed to copy that model. And I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but when something was challenged, the official on the field wouldn't get a look at it. Basically, they were telling him, you've already had your chance to do it. Now we'll take over. So what they do is when a play is challenged, they already have a team going through it and a rules official up in the booth with another guy that's an operator for the monitor and they're going back and forth. And then it's quick. It's boom, boom, boom. It's, hey, let's put the ball back. That wasn't a good play. That's so much better. It drives me crazy this year how many long huddles we've had with four guys, three guys, four guys standing there for minutes talking. What what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. I mean, you can't. If you're talking that but, long without looking at a at the play again on video, you don't know what you're doing. Do they though? I would just. I think ego. I think it's more to do with ego. I think refs have huge egos. I really do. It's I'm right, you're wrong. No, I made the right call. Do you don't? I, I don't know what the I don't know what the conversation could possibly be that long with those guys. Egos. It's egos. It's I'm. It's literally going. I'm right. Yeah, I'm right. No, I'm right. I'm right. I'm right. I'm right. I'm right. Because think about it. Why did they get rid of the pass interference rule? It never got changed, Dad. Because they go, eh, it's not pass interference. I didn't call it. Or I called it. That's pass interference. That's clearly. You have to get a third party whose object, who, who, whose idea is, is like, I can object. Like, no, you did not. Take it out of their hands. Because they're, they're egomaniacs. If you, have you ever watched a documentary on officials? No. You, there's some good ones. Look it up and you're going to be like, what the fuck? Like, I mean, arrogant from all types of leagues. Remember that guy who got arrested for gambling? Oh, yeah. In, in the NBA? Yeah, yeah. He said that there were games where he's like, where one ref goes, hey, last week Iverson called me a fuckhead. He's like, we'll see how he likes this whistle tonight. It, it's unbelievable. Like that, you can't do that. You're supposed to be right. impartial. It, impartial, but that ego, that look at me, I'm on TV, I'm making the calls. Mm. So I think that has a big part to do with it. But real quick, before we leave, Bears, next Monday night at Pittsburgh, the line is minus six and a half. Who do you got? Oh, my gosh. Pittsburgh's going to win by... I'd give a minus eight. You heard it here. Minus eight. Take the points at six and a half. I'm going to go with you. I'm riding with you. I think we get killed. I think it's a cold night in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I do too. I but do. like I said, maybe Justin Fields plays great. Maybe we don't have to worry about I, Matt Nagy. If anyone is at Soldier Field and you were a part of the uh, chant, thank you, from this podcast. <laughs> yes. We appreciate we, your we voice. We do appreciate that. Keep it going. Yeah. 
Your voice shall be heard. Next time, like, I think we should do it quarter by quarter, you know, work our way up, you know, Nagy, then Pace, and then we'll do Ted Thompson, and then we'll do Sell the Team. So, (laughs) all right, that's All all for this week. Remember, it's always a good time when you burn down.